This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas Hospital Association. Hello, I'm Cindy Samuelson with the Kansas Hospital Association, and today we will be interviewing Dr. John Leatherman, an agriculture economist at Kansas State University. Dr. Leatherman is the lead author of the January 2021 report on the importance of the healthcare sector to the Kansas economy. We are pleased he could join us to talk about this report and information about literacy in general. Dr. Leatherman and his team have been working with Kansas hospitals and the Kansas Hospital Association on this type of research for nearly 20 years. Dr. Leatherman, how did this collaboration begin? Well, back around, uh, well, first of all, thank you, Cindy, for having me on, and I'm happy to visit with you today. Uh, in terms of background of, of this particular program, it began somewhere around the year 2000 when an organization called the Rural Policy Research Institute with the support of the Federal Office of Rural Health Policy created a program called Rural Health Works. It recognized that rural healthcare systems in it were under stress and it was intended to strengthen rural community healthcare systems, recognizing uh, that people in rural communities cared about economic development. It took the approach of highlighting the economics of the healthcare system and thereafter creating a self-help outreach program to mobilize communities to support local healthcare systems and facilitate healthcare needs assessments. As it happened in the early 2000s, a number of Kansas hospital administrators became aware of the program through their participation in national conferences. And they went to KHA and asked, can we do this here in Kansas? And that's when KHA contacted me and asked me if I was willing to support the program and I enthusiastically agreed. And as you know, in recent years, KHA started working with K-State Research and Extension, not just for those county-specific reports that you highlighted, but also a statewide report that we do annually in January. Um, both those county reports and the statewide report really highlight how hospitals and healthcare systems across Kansas are really powerful economic forces in our state. Um, but I wanted to know, before we get into the specifics of the report, just in a nutshell, what is economic impact? Well, I think that people intuitively understand that the economy is an interconnected system. If change occurs in one area of the economy, it affects other areas as well. Well, we can measure these interconnections to estimate the effects on the total economic system. We create a computerized spreadsheet and include all of the financial transactions that occur in the economy over the course of a year. When we introduce some sort of an economic change, we can measure how that change ripples through the economy. The total economic change actually has three components. There is the direct economic change which is the economic impact that arises from the sales, wages, employment, 
generated by the business activity. It also arises indirectly through businesses purchasing goods and services from other local businesses. And finally, it arises from workers who spend their wages and income for household goods and services. These linkages together tend to distribute the impact of an activity or event very broadly throughout the economy. Dr. Leatherman, in these economic impact reports that K-State researchers have been working on, you're identifying three primary ways that healthcare influences the local economy. You mentioned it attracts and retains businesses, it attracts and retains retirees, and it creates local jobs. Can you highlight the important linkages? Well, yes. First of all, healthcare represents a huge quality of life issue for employers as well as uh, citizens of a community. Uh, as far as employers are concerned, uh, uh, quality of life, such as uh, education and healthcare services, represents a significant factor. Good healthcare and education services are important considerations when someone is looking at a community for location. Employees and managers may offer strong resistance if they are asked to move to a community with substandard or inconvenient health services. Secondly, when a business or industry makes a location decision, it wants to ensure the local labor force will be productive. And a key productivity factor is good health care. The third factor that businesses and industries consider in location decisions is the cost of healthcare services. Corporations look very carefully at things like healthcare costs and sites that provide healthcare services at low cost oftentimes receive priority. Secondly, retirees are a special group of, rep of residents whose who spending and purchasing can provide a significant source of income for the local economy. Retirees represent a substantial amount of spending, including the purchasing power associated with pensions, investments, social security, Medicare, and other transfer payments. Interestingly, in Kansas, 40% of total household income comes from these types of transfer payments. And additionally, middle and upper class income retirees often have substantial net worth. Studies have shown that healthcare services are an important factor influencing the location decisions of retirees. One study found that four items were the best predictors of retirement location choices, safety, recreation, housing, and healthcare. And another study found that a majority of potential retirees said that healthcare services were, the must care, were in the must care category when considering a retirement com a community. Only protective services were mentioned more often than healthcare as a must have service. Finally, we have to consider job creation and job creation represents an important goal for most local economic development programs. National employment and healthcare services increased by 92% from 1990 to 2015 and by almost 
400 percent since 1970. In rural areas in particular, employment and health-related services often accounts for 10 to 15 percent of total employment. This reflects the fact that the hospital is often the second largest employer in a rural community with only local government, including schools, typically the largest employer. Actually, as an aside, when we go back to the Great Recession of 2008 to 2010, and that may seem like the good old days and with today's COVID contractions, but in the Great Recession, every sector of the economy contracted with the exception of one, healthcare services. Every other sector, including government, shed jobs while healthcare continued to grow. Another important factor is growth of healthcare spending. Health services as a share of gross domestic product have increased substantially over time. Americans spent $75 billion on healthcare in 1970, which accounted for about 7% of the gross domestic product. In 2015, healthcare spending increased to nearly $3.2 trillion, or over 17% of GDP. And if current trends continue, projections indicate that Americans will spend nearly 20% of GDP on healthcare by 2028. Capturing a share of this economic growth can only help a community, and that is reflective of both urban and rural communities. And I do know that right now we want to take some time to really look at the top line takeaways from the 2021 report that's titled The Importance of the Healthcare Sector to the Kansas Economy. So can you go through some of those top line takeaways for us? Well, in our most recent report, we estimated that in 2019, the state's healthcare sector directly generated nearly $18 billion in income and $32 billion in total sales activity. That ranked fifth among all economic sectors in the state. Considering hospitals specifically, they were the biggest contributor to, health, to the health sector, generating $9 billion in income and $18 billion worth of those total sales. Kansas hospitals employ nearly 100,000 people of the total 240,000 healthcare service employees in the state. And the healthcare sector represents the third largest agriculture in the state of Kansas. Well, Dr. Leatherman, um, we talked at the top of the call a little bit about the history of the report and the report itself. And obviously the direct economic impact is impressive, but what often interests folks, as you've alluded, is this ripple effect, this broader look at the economic impact. Can you talk a little bit more about this? Well, yes, of course, Economic impact arises directly from sales, wages, and employment generated by the business activity. It also arises indirectly through this ripple effect of businesses purchasing goods and services from other local businesses 
through uh, and as well as healthcare workers spending their wages and other income for household goods and services. The total economic contribution of the healthcare sector to the Kansas economy would be referenced as the multiplier effect and is equal to the sum of those three components, the direct, the indirect, and what we call the induced effect of, of household spending. Since the total impact of the healthcare uh, sector expenditures is a multiple of the initial expenditures, we create this economic multiplier to figure out the incremental addition in association with that. So if you see an economic multiplier, say, of 1.5, indicating that for every $1 million of direct expenditures, there is an additional $500,000 generated in the economy, or an employment multiplier of 1.6 indicates for that each job that is created by the direct expenditures in the healthcare sector, an additional 0.6 jobs are supported due to business or indirect activity and household or induced spending activity throughout the entire economy. So as we look at um, the report that specifically looks at the ripple effects for healthcare, for healthcare and hospitals specifically in Kansas in this 2021 report, what are those? Well, we actually counted based on state government uh, reporting systems that the hospital sector employed an average of about 99,989 people in 2019. It had an employment multiplier of 1.96. This means that for each job created in the hospital sector, another 0.96 jobs were supported in other businesses and industries in the state's economy. The direct jobs effect of 99,985 hospital employees resulted in an indirect effect supporting another 95,692 jobs throughout all Kansas businesses and industries in the state. Thus, the hospital sector was both directly and indirectly supporting some 195,000 jobs throughout Kansas. Similarly, we considered uh, the income that is generated from the hospital sector. The hospital sector had a total uh, direct impact of about $7.5 billion of income paid to hospital employees. The hospital sector had an income multiplier of 1.64, which indicates for that every dollar of income generated by the hospital sector, another 64 cents was generated in other businesses and industries in the state economy. Thus, the hospital sector had an estimated total impact on income throughout all businesses and industries in the state of Kansas of about $12.3 billion. 
Well, um, I always like to say, and, and the number keeps changing, but for those, the hospital sector, I always break it down and tell people nearly for every job they employ, there's another job created in the Kansas economy. So um, really great to learn about the ripple effect. What about last takeaways before we close our podcast today? What are some last takeaways you want to share about this report? Well, while these estimates of numbers and economic impact are substantial, they're really only part of the accounting of the benefits of hospitals and healthcare services in the state of Kansas. Healthcare industries, and especially those in rural counties, help to preserve the population base and invigorate communities and school systems. Similarly, many hospitals and nursing care facilities have active community outreach programs that enhance community services and quality of life for the residents of those communities. A vigorous and sustainable healthcare system is essential not only for the health and welfare of community residents, but also to enhance economic opportunity as well. Health-related sectors are among the fastest growing in the economy. And given the demographic trends that we observe, this growth is likely to continue. The attraction, the attraction and retention of new business and retirees also depends on access to adequate health care services. While industry trends related to healthcare are positive overall, significant challenges remain in many areas. If a community wants to maintain the benefits associated with accessible and affordable healthcare, it must actively work to meet these challenges. The challenges cannot be met by those directly responsible for healthcare administration alone. They require a community-wide response involving government, business, and civic leaders. Further, they require supportive state and federal policies and programs to meet the needs of individuals and communities. I think many hospital administrators use this information as part of their local public relations efforts. The information shows them as among the important business leaders of their community and people tend to listen to the leaders of their business community. It also reminds people not to take healthcare services for granted and to use local healthcare services if available and comparable to those found in larger communities. Most people don't even know what services are available locally. In all of our communities, we see a strong emphasis on this notion of supporting local business. This information makes a very strong case for that. And finally, sometimes a service provider may have to ask for some public assistance to accomplish a goal of upgrading a facility or simply maintaining services. This information in these reports shows what is at stake should a community lose a service provider. The bottom line is that we all want and need accessible and quality healthcare services. We cannot just assume they will always be there. We need to be aware of what is at stake and aware of the challenges associated with maintaining those services. And sometimes it takes mobilization and advocacy to defend the things we need and value. 
Well, that is an excellent summary of why the Kansas Hospital Association really appreciates the opportunity to work with you annually to produce a statewide report, as well as every other year, county-specific healthcare impact reports. And we know that hospitals around the state really value the work you're doing. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Leatherman, to look into this report, this statewide report in its entirely in entirety, as well as a number of other resources the Kansas Hospital Association has created for our members and the public to use like media releases and PowerPoint presentations. They're all available on the KHA website. Um, just click on the critical issues, economic impact, um, and you can find those materials. Our website address is www.kha-net.org. I'm very much looking forward to the spring when Dr. Leatherman's team produces the updated county reports and all those reports will be sent out to our member hospitals around the state as well as put on the website. So thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Leatherman. Stay safe and thanks uh, again. For more information on Kansas health issues, go to kha-net.org.